It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Ford government considering a change to the license plate slogan. I thought this was an April Fool's joke, perhaps. No, they're going to be pushing legislation through in the next week or two. Going to change the license plate slogan from yours to discover to open for business. It sounds gimmicky. It sounds like give us your money. Welcome to Ontario. Bring cash. We also accept MasterCard. Don't get all emotional. Don't get caught up in having fun. No Discover just card, business. Though. Just business here in Ontario. We have some other suggestions for yeah. possible license plate slogans. Welcome to Ontario. If you want to learn about sex drive to quebec welcome to ontario it's like bc without the mountains welcome to ontario if you want beer after 8 p.m screw you welcome to ontario we're appealing like our plates remember when everyone's plates were peeling off yeah you still see some of those land of lakes and urban sprawl welcome to ontario the gateway to manitoba we're just a drive-through we're just a drive-through province everyone really just wants to go to manitoba this is true if the (laughs) province wants to save some cash maybe make places more open for business download the cost of license plates to counties so if you Huron County were to have their own license plates. Welcome to Huron County. Don't mind the smell. Yeah. Especially around this time. Warn them up front. There's going to be some smells. Totally. Tell me, Kate, would you do this? Watch Jaws while floating in the open water. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> There's this theme park down in the States. You get this sharkified inner tube, and then you watch Jaws on this big screen while floating on the water. No, thank you. Yeah, no kidding, dude. Can you imagine? Uh, I, you just couldn't get past all that it imagery. It seems like it's in bad taste. You know how they do the movie on the square in Godrich every summer? It's like showing Twister. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, in, it's in bad taste. <laughs> You just don't do it. Or showing The Hangover in Grand Bend. It's way too familiar. I used to work in a grocery store, and uh, there was always training as to how to bag the groceries. There is a process. Yeah, you never put the bread on the bottom. You never put the chips on the bottom. This happened to a man. He's at the checkout. Lady puts the chips on the bottom of the bag, then proceeds to put the canned goods on top of the chips. Ooh, that hurts. So naturally, he starts choking the cashier. (laughs) He did what all of us would do. He began choking the cashier. He was upset. He said he was having a bad day. Went too far, but he was getting a little upset. It's amazing how just one thing can tip you off. You could be just fired from your job, your husband or wife's leaving you, you burnt the roast, but then just just that one little thing, like somebody constantly sniffing. We're all close to that some days. You got to be careful. You got to contain yourself. We're all just one can on a chip away from strangulation and assault charges. But it's like, dude, you can get chips in a can. Pringles, dude. Yeah, buddy. Maybe that's why they invented Pringles for people who need anger management. That's actually exactly why they invented Pringles to uh, stop strangulation rates. So, Fatty, you've been puppy-sitting for a friend. Yeah, a friend has this, like, 12-week-old puppy. Oh, precious. I hate to even share this story because I don't like to put fear in anybody. It's, this is important, though. There's a lot of bush in Huron County, a lot of wild animals. I've seen some snowy owls and stuff. Owls? Yeah. That's the, the threat now. We've bred dogs to be so small that owls are now a threat to dog. 12-week-old puppy named Latte. Isn't that cute? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a millennial name for a dog. Okay. Owner let Latte out into the yard. Latte goes missing. 12 hours later, some golfers found the puppy pretty far from where the puppy was picked up by an owl. We found the puppy by the fourth hole. On the golf course. I wonder if the owl yelled four before dropping the puppy. Shame on
shame on you. Anyway, dropped the puppy on the golf course. Puppy was okay, no broken bones, just marks where the talons dug in. Owl doesn't know the difference between that teacup puppy and a squirrel. Yeah, owls are stupid. We all know that. I know. Even though they wear mortarboards and cartoons, they don't go to college. Are you saying I might have to punch an owl out? Well, just... Keep an eye on the skies. Is that the radio guy walking a dog wearing boxing gloves? I often tell you, Fatty, like having my three kids was one of the best things ever. And we're usually trashed and you're crying. <laughs> no, it's a great experience. But there's this new study out suggesting that being a new parent makes you miserable. Who did this study? It was a Canadian study carried out in Germany, actually, because they have the lowest birth rate in the world. Basically, what they set out to prove was that people have these big ideas of having all these kids. And then after their first one, they often change their mind. They eat so much. So they questioned these new parents. They all showed a drop in well-being and an increase in unhappiness. It's sort of taboo to admit that the kids are sucking the life out of you, but they do suck a little bit of the life out of you. You got to be careful as a parent. You got to make sure that you maybe keep up some of those hobbies that make you you and don't just drop everything to parent because that's good for the kids to see too. They need to see you happy. So I think this is an important study, but you just got to do the parenting thing right. Things like depression, d domestic isolation, relationship breakdowns all happen to the people they studied after the first kid. It dealing, just takes one. It's just dealing with new parents though. So it doesn't deal with when they get a little bit older and you have the full grown adults. I mean, that's where it becomes maybe more interesting for some people. Because I see some of the older people at the Goddard YMCA playing pickleball and their kids are older, have moved out, have their own jobs, and they seem so happy. It's like they're happy again. But then I have some cousins <laughs> who have like three, four, five-year-olds, and they seem not as happy as I that. don't remember feeling unhappy. I do remember sort of this sense of being in some kind of survival mode. It's called depression. It's called depression. Well, I don't Matthew. know. It has a name. I, it's I, called depression. You are happy. But uh, I kind of get this study. It's just, you know how when you have kids, you don't feel feelings anymore? <laughs> <laughs> you do drop a lot of yourself, but that's also what makes it so beautiful and rewarding and wonderful. So I'm, well, I'm sure your therapist will be excited to hear that. I was playing my kids and my wife, our podcast, Matt and Fatty in the Morning podcast. What could be more fun? Not listening to it <laughs> when you're Matt Hussey's kids. You were playing this podcast for your family. You claim your family was enjoying it. I don't have friends over too often to my house. So well, they, you have to have friends first. And we're good friends. You never invite me over. True. And I think they got a kick out of hearing me making jokes and laughing. I think they were kind of jealous. Why can't you be more like that guy on the radio? Radio dad yells less. Because you know know how you get home from your workplace and you turn into dad mode sometimes it's a little more serious we want radio dad bring radio dad back where's radio dad home dad tells me to clean my room radio dad is funny <laughs> if you make a joke at home they roll their eyes if you make a joke on the radio and play it at home it's different i catch them laughing and then they remember that's me and they're like oh no i wasn't laughing you just laughed at your father i wasn't laughing oh you weren't go to your room then you get into serious <laughs> mode and they're like we want radio dad again where's radio dad Iceland. 
having to close one of its most famous, beautiful canyons because too many tourists. Why? Because Justin Bieber shot a video for his song, I'll Show You. And to be fair, this canyon is gorgeous. Yeah. It's really nice. Honestly, like you don't even know Bieber's in the shot. Seriously, Bieber's in his underwear in a lake at one point and you're not even looking at the Biebs. You're looking at the canyon. The surroundings are real nice. So I get it. Thinking maybe we should do this to up some tourism to some of our local towns. The Bieber bump. Call Belgrave Biebergrave. Or St. Joseph, St. Justin. Bieberfield or Justin Verhuren. Ben Miller could be Ben Bieber. Yeah. Or maybe just other notable celebrities like Van Astra. Could be James Van Asterbeek from Dawson's Creek. Everyone loves James Vanderbeek. Forrest. Just change it to Forrest Gump. Yes. Winthrop could be Oprah Winthrop. Who doesn't love Oprah? Everybody loves Oprah. Brookside and Dunn. Just change it. Nice. Or Donnybrook could be Donnie Walmbrook. I'm yeah. a new kids fan. Or Ethel. Just change it to Ethel Merman. People love People Ethel love Merman. Love There's no business like show business. You have an Ethel Merman impression? <laughs> I do now. Oh my God. I guess. Co-op K doesn't even know Ethel Merman and she <laughs> loved that impression. <laughs> kids, Google Ethel Merman. You'll love that joke. This doesn't happen too often, but a Kitchener man was banned from Prince Edward Island. Now, I've known some people from PEI, and they're <laughs> super nice, man. They're a chill people. Yeah, well, this guy, string of charges. He was up on theft, operating a motor vehicle while prohibited, flight from police, and possession of stolen property. So multiple offenses. He's banished from the island, like Survivor. Get off the island. This is bizarre, though, because I also know people from Kitchener, and they're super chill. Yeah, I'm thinking because Kitchener's close to a lot of other places, they probably got mixed up. I'm sure he must have been from Waterloo. That sounds like something a Waterloo person would do. Bunch of students at secondary schools across Ontario, including some high schools in Huron County, they're going to be protesting changes to class sizes, sex education, student grants for post-secondary education. If you're going to a protest, you need a good protest sign to communicate your message. And we have a couple ideas for any students who are maybe thinking about having a sign there. We won't be beat. Big classes are yeet. Yeah, nice using a term young people you use. Know, you know, you got to be in touch with the young people. Dating out, but it's still used. Okay. Oh. Our schools are getting the fleece from Education Minister Lisa. I see what you did there. Appreciate your fake enthusiasm. This one's about mandatory e-learning. I don't like looking at screens. The only thing that should be lit is me. Ford should keep away from my smart board. Stop cutting all the grants. Grant is my BFF and he's a great guy. Poor Grant. I, I think they misunderstood what your grant was. These education changes are worse than Billy Ray Cyrus. Doesn't rhyme, but true. You think we're just chillaxing? Messing with our education will cause a reaction. Small classes are Gucci. You can't fool me. Uh. <laughs> How old do we sound right now, Co-op Kate? A little outdated. A little outdated. A little outdated. But we're trying. There's a big old walkout for high school students all across our great province demonstrating against changes in education policy. Mm -hmm. A number of things. I thought that students were well informed and maybe they disagreed with some of the changes and they decided to have their voices heard by leaving class early and demonstrating outside. That's what I thought. Like they organized it themselves. Turns out I was wrong. Premier Doug Ford and Education Minister Lisa Thompson, they're saying that union heads instructed students to leave class. I was shocked. I'm pretty sure the teachers unions made all the signs 
that they were carrying. They stayed up with construction paper yeah, and glitter. All night long, handed out the signs to the students. I'm just a guest. We have co-op Kate in studio. She's from Central Huron Secondary School. You walked out of this thing yesterday, so I have one question. Why are you a union shill? Yeah. <laughs> Premier's making a claim that union heads were instructing students to leave class. Insulting to the students who organized this. Well, if it's true, is this true? Is it true, Kate? No, it's completely false. It's not true. So there was, there wasn't a union figure who represents the teachers who approached you and said, hey, maybe you should do this because you like your teachers, don't you? Yeah, I like my teachers, but no one approached me about it. Nobody approached you and said, my own have you thought about walking out? No. It happened kind of organically. There were students who heard about this and they said, yeah, we agree with this. Yes. And we want to leave class. Teachers actually stayed in class and taught the kids that didn't walk out. There were no teachers there. Co-op K denying <laughs> that the union heads got involved in this demonstration, which sounds like something a union shill would say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can believe this story. Coming up, we've got a lie detector test here. Uh, I kid you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hook Kate up. We bought, brought in a polygraph, <laughs> one of the Maury Povich polygraphs. <laughs> you are the father. No! This story is almost too hard to believe. Pet pig, raised from a bottle, really loved. This pig's name was Princess. 400 pounds, got out of its enclosure. Someone calls the police, there's a, there's a pig in my yard. Please track down the pig. Meanwhile, they had actually tracked down the owners as well. But the pig was in a different location. So the police asked a neighboring house close to where the pig was found, can we keep the pig in your backyard while we go get a truck or get the owners to come and pick the pig up? And the neighbors were like, yeah, totally. We'll hold on to the pig for a minute. Sure, we will. Police go away for a couple minutes, couple hours. When they come back, the pig's on the, in the driveway, was it? In the driveway being slaughtered. Somebody got hungry. They somehow took pig sitting as a barbecue opportunity. Was there not like like a frozen pizza in the freezer. This kind of happened to you. It did. Gave our rabbits to someone to watch while we went on a family trip. Puffy and Snowball. Come back. The people watching the rabbits turned them into stew. Somehow thought that watching them meant eating them. We try not to bring it up at Easter. Whenever your mom makes a stew. <laughs> Is this rabbit stew, mom? <laughs> Just unbelievable. Okay, but here's the important question. How is the stew? We didn't eat the stew, didn't, naturally. You, they didn't even save you they, stew? They, they didn't even and offer it to us. It's the least they could have done. Good Lord. Canadian family, they drove for two days with a dad's corpse in the car. Dad had a heart attack and died, but because I guess they didn't have traveler's insurance and they didn't want to have to go through the American healthcare system. I might consider the same thing if I don't have travel insurance. The other thing is, is if you report a dead body, you have to pay to get the dead body shipped from America to Canada. You yeah. can't just put the body in your car, nor would you want to. Speak for yourself. I know you would do this because you're kind of a cheapskate. And I am too. Don't get me wrong. You've told us before about how you took your family up to Tobermory. You didn't want to pay the $10 parking fee. <laughs> so you parked a couple concessions down, but you had to walk three hours in one direction to get to Tobermory National Park. We had no idea it would be three hours. The coastline goes in and out and hundreds of feet in the air. The family was so mad at because me. Because dad wanted to save $10. You're so cheap, dad. So if you're taking a family vacation, somebody <laughs> kicks the bucket. I don't have thousands dollars to transport them from Florida back to Huron County. Probably cost ten to 20000 bucks to do all this. Yeah, just get some car air fresheners from Walmart. If you have a roof rack, put dad up on the roof. Isn't that what roof racks are for? 
I'm from the Wingham area. Yeah, you grew up in Belgrave. I remember there wasn't even a Tim Hortons there when I was in high school. They didn't even have a Tim Hortons. We had KFC, trusty KFCs. Where did you go to the bathroom if there wasn't a Tim Hortons? Uh, Just in the field. There was nowhere to stop. They just went in the Maitland River. Yeah. Wild times back in Belgrave. (laughs) There's a McDonald's coming to Wingham. Yeah, right on the corner of Highway 4 and 86 there, right across from the Tim Hortons and the KFC. How exciting is that for Wingham? You can go get your double-double. You can go get a bucket of the Colonel and then you can get a Big Mac. Good Lord. All in one go. <laughs> they could sell like the McWingham burger. The Wingham burger. Wingham burger. Totally. That would be great. The Wingham burglar or the, be their sponsor. Yeah, maybe it could be like a combination of wing meat and hamburger. Wing meat pound for pound is kind of expensive. The it's, wing hamburger. It's not a cheap meat, although it <laughs> seems like it. Yeah. I feel like Wingham's a real town now. It's like, you know how Pinocchio becomes a real boy? Yeah. You feel like Wingham's a real boy now. They got a McDonald's. As soon as you get a McDonald's. They should just turn the M upside down. W for Wingham. A great marketing opportunity. (laughs) Right there at the entrance of the town. North Huron Council, are you listening? Great idea. So they're cracking down on food labels in the EU, particularly when it comes to vegetarian labels. They don't want people mixing up what the foods are. Yeah, much of this apparently is brought on by the meat industry. A lot of young people switch into a plant-based diet and they don't want the plant-based food companies to use delicious terms for, for the veggie products. For example, hamburger. Yeah. The meat industry says, hey, if you're making a veggie burger, you can't call it a burger. That's our word. That's their word. That's you can't a- use that word. Well, in particular, when it comes to certain meat cuts, you shouldn't be allowed to use the word. So they're recommending veggie discs instead of veggie burgers. Veggie discs? <laughs> so you go to a, you go <laughs> to like a disc. Harvey's and you're like, you can't order a veggie burger. You got to order the, the veggie disc. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awful. Uh, I'll take three. Sausages, tubes. Mmm, corn tubes. Dad, what are we having for dinner? Corn tubes. Mmm, my favorite. Mmm, steaks. I call them slabs. (laughs) Veggie cheese, just call it what it is. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah, toss it right in the trash. Just watching this video of a man who stole a chainsaw. Oh, how do you steal a chainsaw? There's not anything you could conceal it with. Maybe if you yeah. wrapped your if you wrapped your jacket around it. It's an awkward shape, right? It's weird, yeah. So he puts the uh, saw part down his pants. He, he puts it down his pants saw first? Yeah. Saw, saw part down his pants. Okay. And then the engine part, he just puts his coat over that. Right. Looks like he has a beer belly. So it looks like his belly. So, so pretty smart. He's clearly done this before. Does he want children? Obviously not. We've both had the snip. It wasn't that bad a procedure. No. This guy's really chancing it. This was in the States. American healthcare is pretty expensive. Maybe he doesn't have insurance. Yeah, maybe. This is the quick way to go. Yeah. Well, good luck, buddy. Make sure you get tested in three months. Cats are smarter than we think. I mean, any cat owner knows this already. My cat can play the piano, for God's sake. No, well. It does do a good balk. Fair enough. Yeah. New study suggesting household cats can respond to the sound of their names. Do your cats come to their names? I don't call them their names. They're just Buddy and Buddy. Buddy and Buddy? Yeah. I call them both Buddy, but the one I I like more than the others. That's creative. He gets the cuter Buddy. You actually don't have names for your cats? I have names for them. Okay. I just don't call them it. Well, that's just it. A lot of people don't because they just figure they, they can't hear me anyway. They don't care. In these experiments, cats heard a recording of their owner's voice, and then they slowly recited other words, a list of four nouns, and other cat names. The cats perked up, though, when they heard their own name. So the cats do recognize when you call them by their name. But most of the time, they're just indifferent. Mm -hmm. They don't care. 
mo- yeah, dogs have families, cats have staff. I feel like that's fair here. I remember a while ago we were talking about subscription services and I thought to myself, the subscription service I would like to see would be toilet paper. Something that just arrives at your house every month. You never run out. Charmin has done this. Ultra soft two-ply sheets too. So there's two models. You can, if you live by yourself like me, there's a live by yourself subscription. How much is that? Four something a month? Uh, Yeah, 850 sheets. Or there's a 1,700 sheets for m- multiple A-holes. As if you have a lot of yeah. A-holes at your house. 549, 439 with subscription. Claim this will last you a month. They claim. Probably wouldn't. I'm not conservative when I use toilet paper. Huge clump. People should use one square per wipe. What? What is up with that, dude? That wouldn't. Oh, you haven't seen what In comes what? out of my, me. Yeah, no kidding, dude. I, I see what you <laughs> eat here. You eat a lot of avocado and eggs. I would try it out. This thing's so big, you, you need your own stand. And the starter kit comes with a stand, too. Nice. You got to have room in your washroom for this big... comes with a plunger as well. It should anyways. (laughs) So you can get a subscription to toilet paper now. I did the razor thing for a while. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Every week, there's a new story involving a centenarian. People who live to be over 100, over 8,000 in Canada alone. Holy crap. It's a thing. Like, that gives us hope. We'll, we'll probably live past 100. I, I thought it would have been like three dozen. I'm always a sucker for clicking on the, this clickbait. What's their secret? Never anything reasonable. 110-year-old Agnes, for example. Three bottles of Miller High Life and a glass of whiskey daily. What? 103-year-old Imogen. Peanut butter M&M's, bacon, eggs, and ice cream every day. <laughs> she should have been dead at 40. 105-year-old Jack. Whiskey with tea in the morning. Whiskey with lemonade at night. England's oldest man has the best secret of all, though. Someone asked him, what's your secret to living to 114? He says, I avoid dying. I see death around every corner and I avoid them. (laughs) And he's tired of people making a big deal of it every year, too. Stop stop asking me why I'm old. I'm just simply not dying. The Lord won't take me. What's the big deal? He says he doesn't do anything in particular. And he's tired of the queen sending him birthday cards. Because she probably sends them on every year after he turns. 100. He says, the state shouldn't be paying to send me a birthday card. Oh, happy birthday to you. What's his name? Just England's <laughs> oldest man. He's just, okay, happy birthday, <laughs> old man. You're 114. You're the only one older than me. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be one, and it's him. Yeah. That's why she send him a card every year. She's yeah. Like, I'm going to be there when you die. Maybe she's going to take his life or, force because uh, that's yeah. how the queen lives. Kate had an unfortunate experience this morning. I hit a bunny in Bayfield coming You're from home. Coming Aww. up in Bayfield and you hit a bunny. Yeah. Still emotional about <laughs> it. We shouldn't maybe have her reminisce about this. It's no. too soon maybe. Still fresh in your mind. Yeah. But to be fair, I, I know that bunny and he was really racist. It's probably better that bunny's dead. And the bunny was wearing a Nickelback shirt. Screw so that bunny. Don't feel so bad. My sisters used to make the mistake of trying to swerve to miss the bunnies on the gravel road that we lived on. A couple times ended up in the ditch. You did the right thing. You stayed on the road. You just kept your eyes forward. You should be proud of yourself. You got here safe. I made eye contact with it, though. It looked at you and it's like, why, Kate? It's like time slows down when that happens. I've had that happen with a deer looking at me. (laughs) Are you really going to hit me? Like, sorry, I've got no choice. I like that the deer sounded like Robert De Niro. (laughs) You're going to hit me? I'm a deer. I'm a deer. I'm a deer. (laughs) Is that what you think? 
<laughs> I had a pair of morning doves once. There's oh, two of them. I believe they made for life. They're so sweet. They were eaten on the road. It was me or the birds. Well, at least you got them both in one shot. Yeah, they don't have to grieve each other. Yeah, yeah and those birds uh, volunteered at their church, and it was a big loss to the community. Well, there was actually quite a bit of meat on them, too. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Mm. You hit a morning dove, couple minutes on the grill. Experts in Australia, after doing a study of how people perceive cyclists, uh, a lot of people don't perceive them as even being human in Australia. So instead of calling them cyclists, they're suggesting call them people who ride bicycles. Let's start calling them people on bikes. And I mean, we should start just calling people in Huron County what they really are. Cowboys sometimes get a bad rap. Maybe we just call them persons riding horses. I like the term persons. Persons, not people. Persons riding horses. Instead of saying you're going to Grand Bend today, just say you're getting drunk. Tell it like it is. Simple. Skateboarders, people on boards. Car smells like pods. Don't admit to smoking cannabis. Just say, officer, I work at Seven Acres in Tiverton. Instead of hockey players, just call them people with missing teeth. The tooth impaired. It's even better. Matt was telling me a story about this guy who built a high fence. Neighbor said, mm-mm, you can't do that. Went to the town. Town said, shorten your fence. So he shortened the fence, but he put a bunch of naked mannequins in his yard. So now the neighbor has to look at naked mannequins. It's called malicious compliance. I have a story about this. I worked at the movie theater in ninth grade for three months before they fired me. <laughs> oh, because of this incident? Movie theater is a tough place to work because popcorn prices are high, soda prices are high, and people think the 14-year-old behind the counter is responsible for those prices. Aren't you? Don't I, you set the prices? I had one person who paid for the extra butter, so they paid their 45 cents, and they said, just drown that popcorn and butter. I want, I believe what they said was, an inch puddle of, of butter at the bottom of the popcorn oh. bag. So I was like, you want a puddle of butter at the bottom of the popcorn bag? Clarifying? They're like, yeah, totally. Paid for a puddle of butter. I paid my 45 cents, damn it. Smothered this popcorn. and Oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> Handed them the popcorn. They looked satisfied, I guess. I saw them come back later, talk to another concession worker, like way down the aisle from me. Can you exchange this popcorn? It's really bad. Oh, but they asked for it. They asked for it. And they got what they asked for. You're a musician by trade. I've had this happen performing somewhere. I know it's not loud because I know the room. And because you have a very meek voice. Yeah. Someone comes up to me. <laughs> It's too loud. Can you turn it down? Excuse me, Mr. Hussey. It's a little loud. Well, my, my hearing aid battery is out. First of all, the people have the choice to sit there or not. They have the choice to come there or not. There's live music happening before they show up. <laughs> you take it so, so personally. So for them to show up and just make demands is just bizarre. I don't like that shirt you're wearing. It says, be happy, but I don't want to be. I knew it wasn't too loud, so... I, of course, was like, okay, yeah, I will. and then, But then I didn't turn it up or anything. I just kept it the same. Yeah, and then they approach you at the end of the night. And they're like, oh, thank you for Thanks doing Thanks for that. turning it down. <laughs> so clearly it wasn't too loud because I kept it exactly the same. And yet they were like, yes, that's better. And then as, you, <laughs> as you're packing up and leaving, you walk by that table and you're like, I didn't turn it down. Burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just played Piano Man all night. It was on repeat. Four hours of Piano Man. That was the real malicious thing. The I Piano did. Man night featuring yeah. Mad Hussey. We all want to know if those safety features on our car work. 
but you never can test them. Am I going to run my car right at a wall, hoping it stops? I saw one guy testing out a minivan feature where the door is supposed to not close if there's an impediment, so the guy put his head in the closing minivan door. Oh. It didn't stop. This guy wanted to test his Tesla's auto braking system. It's supposed to stop when it senses something in front of the car. Thought he would use his wife. Maybe soon to be ex-wife. The person with whom he wants to spend <laughs> the rest of his life. He said, sweetheart, yeah. how about you walk in the street for a second? You go up there and walk across the road. It stopped just before it hit her. Scared the crap out of her. But it worked. Test number two. Oh, there was more than one. Yeah. Just about hits her. System didn't kick in and he stopped just before he ran her over. Okay, I was going to ask if this was his late wife. That would throw a dart in your relationship, wouldn't it? A little bit. Were you trying to kill me? I wasn't not trying to kill you. Don't test your safety features on your wife. Yeah, you test it on the kid you like the least. And you know there's (laughs) one. Every parent will be like, I love them equally. (laughs) No, you don't. There's one. Just take it for a run around the square. Seriously, though, if you could survive autopilot around the Godridge Square, you got a good car That's a good car. Is there another fatty DD out there? I think he's like a heavy metal singer in Turkey. He's in like a metal band, never wearing a shirt, lots of tats, way better looking than me. Uh, but our own Matthew Hussey has been having this issue for years, right? Long time. Several years. Well, this English guy appeared out of nowhere with this relationship advice. <laughs> Since then, he's taken over the internet. He's on all the morning shows, and everyone always keeps sending me clips of like, hey, did you know you were on Good Morning America? Oh, that's amazing. I keep getting all these messages in my Facebook, people asking for advice of how to get the guy. It's mainly girls. He appeals to to women. Yeah. He sells out those big conference rooms and hotels. Where he tells women how to get the guy. How to get the guy. He's one of those. Teaches women what men really want to see in a woman and how you can snag that guy. Like some Feed us and tell us we dress nice sometimes. Yeah, like some of his YouTube videos are top five dating myths holding you back in love. The top five reasons why men disappear on you. Is he the one? Five questions to know for sure. Really? I have to share a name with this guy? Off mic, you and I were watching videos of Matthew Hussey giving dating advice. We were rolling our eyes. And there was one. This is the five irresistible ways to flirt with men. Number two. Number two, take a sip. When you take a sip of your drink, it engages (laughs) your lips, so it draws attention to them. But at the same time, if you look away, it has the added benefit of giving him a moment to look at you and take you in without you staring right back at him. Oh, my God. If you're on a date, that's just too much to think about. Okay. That's a little creepy, Now right? I'm going to bring the cup up to my mouth and I'm going to take a sip so he can see my luscious lips. Oh, but I'm going to look away now. Then I'm going to look away so he gets a chance to see my profile. Like, how unauthentic would that seem? Yeah. You have it all written down on your hand. Yeah. All these and also he's telling women to take a sip. Is, is this guy pro straw? Does he even care about the Does environment? Does he even care about the environment? No, yeah. dude. There's so much plastic uh, waste out there. I'm liking him less every day. Yeah, I'm gonna unfollow him on Facebook. He's he's fa- he's dating Camila Cabello as who's, well. Who's that? She sounds famous. famous pop star. That sounds like a famous pop star. He's better looking than me. Yeah. He's got that sexy accent. He's got the British accent. That's nice. That's kind of what makes him more attractive is the British accent. Get your own name. Get your own name, Matthew Hussey. It's hard to find a fatty DD out there, though. (laughs) That name is singular for a reason. It's stupid.
Snowplow parenting. Now parents are basically just doing everything for their kids. They're clearing out everything in the way, hence the snowplow, so they just never face any problems. Therefore, there's this whole generation growing up that just doesn't know how to deal with problems. Poll found 76% of parents reminded their adult children of deadlines at school. 74% made appointments for them. And 15% of parents texted or called their adult children to wake them up in the morning. Good Lord. 11% of parents called their children's place of work if there was an issue. Now, you were the produce manager at a grocery store, so you would you would receive resumes. 16% of parents have done this, done their children's resumes, and then even went to the workplace and handed in the resume. Good Lord. Putting resumes in for summer jobs. And make sure they drop them off Make themselves. sure they do it themselves. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.